What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Musician's Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mark. And um, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, firstly, thank you. Um, If you think you know anybody who would get something from these, please feel free to share. Um, You know, we're new and I want to keep this going. And basically the idea here is to just talk to some of my musician friends um, who work in the industry professionally so that if you are trying to break into this industry and work as a professional, you might just get some different insights. Today we're talking with a very good friend of mine, the super duper talented Mr. Zach Loy. Um, You probably would have heard Zach's work with the rock band Live, he's their guitarist. He's also done several other projects. He's done Alpha Rev, Baxley, Mother's Anthem. His credits are quite diverse. He also recently relaunched the Alamo Amp Company, uh, which we talk a little bit about in this interview, and there are some links in the show notes. But for the most part, I'm going to let him do the talking. So, ladies and gentlemen, please help me in welcoming the one, the only, Mr. Zach Loy. Hey, dude. Hey, brother. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, you, you okay? Did I catch you at a bad time? No, no. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Cool. Well, just so you know, uh, we're recording. And, um, oh, fantastic. We'll pretty much just get straight to it so that I don't, uh, you know, waste more of your time than I need to. Oh, no, man. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's do it and take how much ever... Awesome. Time we need to. Awesome. Well, firstly, thanks so much for doing this, dude. Um, I'll do a bit of a brief introduction uh, after mm-hmm. we finish the call, um, cool. just so people kind of know a bit more about you. But just so they can hear it from you, um, maybe what I've been doing with, with like everybody else I've spoken to thus far is I'm just asking if you could kind of do like a sort of summarized introduction of who you are. Um, what you've done, what you kind of up to, just so people know what you're about. Yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, my name is Zach Loy. I've uh, been in the music business. I guess it kind of all started when I was about 15 to so 25 years ago. Um, I'd been playing already for a while then but that was the first time that i actually like worked with a real producer and did showcases for major labels and all that kind of stuff and that was with a band that i had with uh, my brother we grew up playing music together and uh we did that project for about 10 years um before we decided to uh dissolve it and move on but uh yeah after that i um i started playing with alpha rev and Alpha Rev, uh, I've played with Alpha Rev off and on since, well, I guess for the past 18 years. Um, and, and Alpha Rev got, uh, I mean, we did a ton of touring all over the U.S. and some outside the country as well, um, a little bit here and there, uh, Canada and Mexico, things like that mainly. And did some cruise, uh, like rock boat cruises and those kinds of things. Um, the band was signed to Hollywood records for a while and we had a top 10 single 
during that phase. And then also uh, Kirtland Records, which we also had another top 10 uh, AAA single on that record. And it did a ton of touring uh, all the way up until about 2014. Uh, the touring, like a lot of the major like touring, touring stuff kind of started to slow down. Um, in the middle of being in that band, I left the band for a few years to work on a project called Mother's Anthem with with some other guys who, uh, Julian, he had, the other guitar player, he had just left uh, Blue October and um, and uh, a couple of the other guys were kind of like all parts of successful Texas bands. So that's where that's where my music career started, Austin, Texas, and where I was based. And um, and uh, so we did that few, for, for a few years and had some pretty, uh, pretty great success, like uh, in the Texas scene, as far as like just uh you know, attendance to our shows and, and those kinds of elements and had, had some pretty strong major label interest and some producer interest from, from some, some of the major guys, but ultimately um, none of that ever came to fruition. So we decided to dissolve that and, and move on. Uh, and so I went back to Alpharev uh, who was on Hollywood records at the time. And then, um, about 2013, uh, some friends of mine were touring with Ed Kowalczyk, who uh, is the um, lead singer of Live. And at the time, Live was broken up, so he was on a solo uh, mission. And um, he recorded his first solo record in Austin uh, with some friends of mine, which is how that relationship, uh, uh, that's how I, I started that relationship. He was looking for a touring guitar player. Uh, he had asked my buddies and the guy that helped produce and engineer his record, CJ Erickson, and uh, they all recommended me. And so that kind of started that relationship with Ed, and I toured all over the world with him from 2013 until 2017 when Live live actually got back together the very end of 2016. So we did our first show as Live, uh, like as a reunion, for them, because it was all the four original guys, uh, and with with myself added on uh, second guitar and back backing vocals and stuff. So we did our first show together, uh, New Year's Eve, 2017, 2016, going into 17. And um, so yeah, that was that ended up being a really successful show, and everybody was really excited about the reunion of that band. So we started touring all over the world, and mainly did festivals and things like that that first year um but uh but went went you know to uh australia and south africa and europe and canada and i mean all over the place all, all that year and all over the u.s of course and then that led into 2018 and 2019 of heavy touring with uh with bands like counting crows and uh bush and our lady peace and uh, you know really really successful super strong tours and then, of course, the pandemic hit, so that kind of uh, dissolved all the touring for the last few years, and um, and now the band is getting geared up to uh, to uh, go start uh, start touring again uh, here in the fall. So um, so that'll be exciting. And you know, over all these years, not only have I just been touring and playing and stuff like that, but you know, songwriting working with other artists as a producer, making records with other people as a guitarist. Uh, so, you know, all of that in between, all that, all that fills up so much time. And um, it has been just, I mean, honestly, uh, I can't imagine 
my life any other way. I mean, it's just been, it's been the, the upward momentum and the success and the diversity of everything that I've been able to work on throughout, throughout my career has really just, um, been exactly what I wanted and honestly, extremely, um, extremely fascinating to me as a, as a, as a musician. So, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, one thing I know about you, obviously during previous conversations we've had and, and even just from your sort of introduction there is obviously relationships are super important, you know, in, in any industry, but I find that in, in the music world in particular, you never know when that next call is going to come from somebody you maybe didn't expect it to come from. And obviously if you like, you know, you, you look at your credits and you talk about like Alpha Rev and I know you've done stuff with Baxley and then there's Love and there's Ed and mm-hmm. you've produced Amanda Shaw and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about how you think people could naturally build relationships if they kind of starting to step into the, the world of music. Like let's say, Let's say, you know, some young musician, and, and again, I've used this phrase before, but I don't mean in terms of age. I just mean in terms of career-wise, you know, maybe they, they sort of trying to break in, but they haven't got a clue. What advice could you maybe give them on just trying to go about forming relationships? You know, I mean, you obviously seem quite good at it, hence your credit list. And I, I understand that sometimes that stuff trickles down. But for someone who doesn't mm-hmm. have a clue, how would you get them started or how would you suggest they start? Well, I think, I mean, and I tell this to anytime anybody asks me about success in the music business, and I always relate it back to relationships. Uh, and I always say that's the strongest key in, in this industry in particular. And, um, you know, I think, I think as far as building relationships with these people, I mean, when I was starting out playing music, um, I was so, I think there has to be a passion element to, to it. Um, and I was so passionate about music and being a musician and the music community that I was always in the middle of it. Now, I can't say that I still do that nowadays, but when when I was starting out, you know, all the way from about 15 to 25, I mean, I was if I wasn't playing a show and hanging out with other bands in that element, I was, you know, at some, one of my friends shows or something like that. Like I was always involved and I was always around and I was always supporting the other musicians who were um you know, in my community. And, and I think, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think, um, a lot of people get caught up in the sports mentality of music, which is, you know, it's like a competition, like who's better than who and who can get to the top faster. And am I bringing more people than this other artist? And they focus too much on what other artists are doing and instead of supporting what uh, what the other artists are doing that are in your community, because ultimately that is how you get to the next level is through supporting your friends. And hopefully the success of like the success of somebody in your music community helps every single person that is involved in that music community. Because just like if you look at if you look at like the London punk rock scene 
when a successful punk rock band like Sex Pistols started blowing up. Well, ultimately, the whole industry was focused and interested in that music community and that scene. So bands were getting signed just because like they played one show and they were a punk rock band, you know, and same thing with Seattle, you know, when Seattle happened and all that whole community, like, I mean, the whole industry went to Seattle and just started signing bands like left and right, just because it was, it was there. So it even that's like, that's on the the biggest level that it can be, you know, as far as like, you know, getting in that same thing with New York and happened in New York with the CBGB scene and all that kind of stuff. But Ultimately, there are smaller um, uh, situations or, 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 you know, smaller levels of that in different music communities like in mine in Austin. Um, you know, anytime a band would have success, you know, going out and supporting them and being there and, and you know, actually looking at them as a friend and not necessarily using them as a stepping stone or anything like that, or using their success to help yourself out, nothing like that, but just, just being there and being supportive because like we're talking about relationships are everything. So ultimately, um, the reason why I got these calls and things like, like in the, the opportunities that I had in these groups that I was asked to join and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff that all came through my relationships through my musical community in Austin and, and, uh, the friends that I made there. And it's grown obviously to, uh, to many different places all over the world now. And I have relationships with people all over the place, but, um, but I still use that mentality. It's like, it's like, you just never know, um, you know, where you can help somebody out or, you know, they might be able to help you out or, you know, that's, this, this is kind of how it works because it's, it's not just a, it's not just a take, take thing either. It's not just like going through and like, okay, well, I I went to this person's show. Hopefully they can give me something later. You also have to be the one supporting your community and calling your friends when you have an opportunity, uh, like a gig opens up and, you know, I've gotten quite a few of my friends gigs, uh, touring gigs as well, uh, through my relationships and, and, um, you know, that's, a, that's another thing. It's just, it's, it's just all about supporting your community and being, being genuinely supportive and helpful and, um, and also just being, being, a a, a nice and open-minded person, um, to all genres and all different instrumentations you know, because it's like a lot of guys get stuck in this, like, oh, you know, my genre is the only genre. You play country and that's horrible and you play this and that's horrible or whatever. But I mean, ultimately, it's all art and art is, you know, it, it can be accepted in so many different ways by so many different people. And, uh, you know, it's just it's it's interesting how people can get so caught up in uh, in their own their own little their own little musical world or artistic world and, um, and start competing against other people and competing against their self ultimately is what that does. And, uh, and you know, you can kind of just get stuck in a rut that way. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I really truly believe that, um, being, being open-minded and being genuinely, supportive and nice and a nice person um and 
and helping in any opportunity that you can get, you know, it's like, like, and ultimately knowing where you're at, you know, so like if, if you're working on a, if you're in a rock musician and you're working on a country record, well, you know, you can say like, well, I'll just play all the instrumentation on it. Cause I, I can play all the parts or whatever, or you could get somebody who specializes in that sort of genre and have them come play on your record and you give them money and you support them you know, and their artistic endeavors that way. And then maybe down the line, they might think of you when they're working on a rock record. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it, that's just how it all works. And yeah. that is ultimately the, 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 um, the goal to, uh, or the, the channel to success. I, I truly believe that, you know, totally. Dude. as well as being talented and good at your instrument, you know, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, again, you know, we, we, we're hoping that, uh, you know, the, the people listening take care of that on their own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you and I had a a discussion on uh, Wednesday about, you know, just the the fact that there there are so many resources for that kind of thing. And the whole idea here is not to go Mm -hmm. into that sort of stuff. I mean, we could we could probably talk about styles and tempos and scales and music theory for hours. You know, I know we could actually, but but like you know, I I think um just to to sort of um comments on your point um what I've found, you know, just in, in, in my time in this business is it's kind of like, like you say, you know, if you are spending so much time worrying about everybody else, you almost neglect the time you need to put into yourself, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'll, I will relate that to a plain perspective. It's like, I was actually having this conversation with a producer friend of mine the other day, but like, it's quite funny, especially now where sort of technology is. I mean, it's, it's great. I wish we had all the technology that we have now when I was learning. I mean, I'm still learning, but but because like, man, you can get anything you want at, at the touch of a button now, which is incredible. But I think, you know, just to relate it to, to this particular conversation, it's like, it's so easy to get lost in those waters as well, you know? So like you start focusing your energy on this one thing and then you get distracted by the next thing and then you get distracted. And it's like, oh, I, yeah. think, I think if you're not putting that energy into the right place, and, and again, it's different for everybody, but f- for myself personally, if you're not putting that ed- energy into the right place, you end up with like just absolutely no direction. And that seems to work for some people, but it, it definitely doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's 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 weird how how the internet has affected life so much in in so many different ways as far as like your ability to learn um, music and your uh, but you're also like you know, like you're saying like your focus like it's it's interesting because um, one of the things you mentioned which is like what I said like people focusing on other people's uh, uh, you know journey too much and it's so easy to do that now because we're so uh so focused on the social media aspect of of everyday life um you know you can start getting caught up in this whirlwind well oh my buddy's doing this and my buddy's doing that and he's out doing this and like what am i doing kind of thing and it it can really end up being defeating if you if you end up focusing too much on what everybody else is doing and um you know, and their success because everybody's journey is different and success is also like, you know, based on, you know, I mean, gosh, there's so many different levels of, 
of success, especially in this industry. And, um, and just because you're not on stage every night playing in front of 30 to 50,000 people doesn't mean that your journey that you're on, um, isn't successful or, you know, I mean, gosh, like I was saying, like, even there's, there's somebody else that wants to be at your level, you know, it's always, it's always like that, you know, like, like, uh, what do they use the scenario? Um, uh, a guy driving a Toyota park next to a Ferrari guy is like, Oh man, I want a car like that. And the Ferrari guy sees a helicopter and he's like, Oh, I want a helicopter. So on and so forth. You know, yeah. the hel- helicopter guy sees a private plane and, you know, it just keeps going. It, it, uh, it, and, it, and that's the same thing in, in, in this industry. It's like, it, it, I feel like the ultimate goal to success and happiness is, is really just like, you know, working on what you're working on and keep your, keep your passion and your path, um, that you started moving, start moving that forward. you uh, uh, and, and, uh, you know, don't, don't focus too much on, on everybody else's journey just because like I was saying, they, they really, uh, they really are different. And anytime any, any band has been signed or, or the success of any band, every story is completely different. So, like trying to recreate somebody else's success is just really, it's it's kind of impossible, honestly. Completely, <laughs> completely. Yeah. It's like uh, the success thing. It's it's about perspective, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you, it really is. That, that was a great story with the car thing, and and to add again to add to it, there's probably some dude standing on the road looking at the guy in the Toyota and thinking, Damn, "Oh yeah, I exactly. wish I had a car." You know, it's like it's yeah, it's really important. Yeah. The mindset side of it is like. For me, as I get older, it's like, I mean, I still practice and, and I still I, I still feel like a kid every time I pick up a damn instrument. But like yeah, that absolutely. mindset side, I just like, I, I love it. You know, it's like I, I, I try and get into people's heads and what makes them tick, you know, because mm-hmm. like I definitely know some guys on the complete flip side of some of the things that we've spoken about where you kind of just go, wow, this guy's really successful now. But I don't think the way he or she seems to treat people is going to keep him there. And look, there are exceptions. Some people stay there, but it's just interesting, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, anyway, so well, some people are so talented. Yeah, they can be. They can act however they want. You know, however they want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have their middleman, yeah. so you don't even get to talk to them. You got to talk exactly. to the middle guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's um, let's kind of uh, sort of simplify a little bit and kind of. I mean, you and I are from a slightly different era and we didn't have all the social media and stuff. And I remember, you know, mm-hmm. when, when my band was trying to get gigs or, or once we had gigs in particular, we used to like, it was really quite an adventure. Like we'd go to the print shop. Actually, we were quite lucky. My dad had a printing factory, so we got all our printing stuff for free. But, oh, that's but so um, nice. we'd yeah. get our, like we'd design these flyers and these posters and stuff. And we'd like advertise the gig by sort of standing on, sort of street corners and handing them out to the cars or going to parking lots and sticking them on the, on the windshields of the cars and stuff like that. It was really like a, a slog, you know, you, you had to physically work versus putting up like a post on, I don't know, TikTok or Instagram kind of thing and hoping that people see it. But yeah. now not yeah, to get too far into that, let's just go to the gigging thing. Mm-hmm. Again, times have changed. So, you might have to adapt how you might do things now. 
But if you were a musician and you've maybe got a little band together or maybe you've written some songs and you want to go perform them, but you've never even done a gig, you don't even know how to book a gig, you don't know where to start, what advice do you think you could give people about that, trying to get a gig, trying to get booked? And, and to just go a little bit deeper, let's assume they get a gig, whether it's in a club or with a band or whatever the situation, what's the, the best advice you could give about trying to keep a gig? Yeah, well, yeah, that is interesting. You know, with the with the with the way the internet is now, because like when I was starting out and getting gigs, um, you know, a lot of it was all about getting a club gig at the time. You know, when you're when you're first starting to get your gigs, and um, the the first gig, like real real gig at a real club that I got was at um, uh, Steamboat. Uh, this little cu- uh, club called Steamboat on Sixth uh, Street in Austin, and um, the booking agent also happened to be the door guy uh, at the time. His name was David Cotton, and I still have a relationship with him now. Uh, he's a he's been a big part of the music community in Austin for for a long time, and he books several different venues. But you know, so uh, like you would just go down to the venue and be like hey david he would be at the door be like man we really want to play and he would either tell you like like oh i don't have anything you know come back on whatever day you know and and, uh, and check with me again or you know try to call me or whatever but i always felt like phone calls never worked as as well back in those days especially when you were somebody who was up and coming and uh didn't necessarily have a uh, a uh you know, any sort of, um, there was no kind of word on the street about your, your, your band at the time. You know, it's really just like, I met David through, through a relationship of the producer we were working with. So, so, uh, uh, you know, anyway, eventually he, he did give us a, give us a gig and, um, and we played it in, uh, excuse me, uh, steamboat a few times, but then, Later, when I didn't have as much help, like with the producer and stuff, uh, a few years later, uh, we had, we were my brother and I were trying to get a gig at Antones, and uh, the two guys we were playing with at the time, Evan and Tommy, were a part of this band, Dames Violet. And um, so, what I did back then, the 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 booking agents worked out of the venue, so I would go down to the venue every single day uh at about three o'clock because i knew that's when all the booking agents would be there and a lot of times the front doors were already open so i would just walk in and i'm about 17 at this point and i would just walk in and and go up and and talk to the uh the booking agents and be like hey you got any shows for my band and you know we'd never played at antones before this antones is a is a pretty well-respected venue in um in austin uh steve ray vaughn got his start there and you know, the, I don't know if uh, people are familiar with the Sexton brothers, but Charlie Sexton and Will Sexton. Uh, Charlie plays with plays guitar for Bob Dylan, and has had a really successful career uh, on his own as well. And um, anyway, you know, so guys like that, like you know, pretty heavy hitters in the Austin scene, uh, got their start at Anton. So it was like just a big deal for us. Like we got to get a show here. So I'm going down to this venue every single day, and. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I probably did that for a few months before they actually gave us a show. 
and I mean, after a couple of weeks in, I mean, these these booking agents are looking at me like, why are you why are you here? Please stop coming. You know, <laughs> like I was just I turned into this super annoying, uh, you know, kid, but I didn't let it phase me. I just kept kept going, going down there and pushing and, and pushing. And eventually um, they uh, they called me. I had a house phone at the time and I was sick in bed and, and they called me and I'm like, I'm like, like, hello. And they're like, like, Oh, this is Kathleen from Antone's. Is this Zach? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Hey, what's up? You know, I kind of jumped out of bed. and was like, Oh, Hey, you know, what's going on? And it's like, well, the opener canceled tonight and we were wondering if you guys would come down and play, uh, the show. It was, uh, for opening up for this artist, Patrice Pike, who, uh, had some really great success in, in, uh, and in, in that at that time and 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 so uh of course i hung up the phone and jumped all the way up to the ceiling and and called all the buddies and we went down and, and played that and that's how we got that gig and and you know to 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 kind of like go back and and the reason why this story is is what it is i believe that even with the way things are functioning now it's like, I mean, I know a lot of people feel like you might be pushing too hard or, you know, you listen to these people who try to like say like, oh, listen, like we'll call you back in two weeks. We'll have something for you. And so you hang up the phone and you wait two weeks and they don't call you. So you call them and you just do this whole run around thing with them. And like, like, honestly, I think it's OK to push the limit a little bit. You know what I mean? It's That's basically the the, the point of that, that whole story is like if you if you have to push even pushing to the point to where you become this, a really extremely annoying person. Um, ultimately, you know, I think as long as you know that you, you feel truly in your heart that your product is, is, is good and you feel strongly enough about it to where you feel like people are going to like it and that you have something to, um, to, uh, to add to the musical world then I feel like it's okay to, to push those boundaries a little bit because everybody, everybody is trying to do as little as they possibly can, especially uh, in the business world of things in the music business. So, you know, it's like get paid more and work less kind of deal. Yeah. So, so if they just have to wait for the phone calls for the successful artist to call them and be like, Hey, we want to play at Anton's. It's like, Oh, well, I know this person's going to bring this amount of people. So yeah, we'll give them a show and we'll give them a show. And, you know, so all the little bands get, get kind of like overshadowed and left behind. You do have to push a little bit when you're at that point. Um, and, uh, and as far as, or, you know, in order to, to keep those gigs, I mean, it's really about being respectful it's about being respectful to the other bands that you're playing with uh, on the bill. Um, it's also being respectful to the crew, uh, the house crew that is working there, because they're, you know, they're ultimately there making money. And listen, they don't want to like they've done a they do those shows every single night, you know. So the the like a new band comes in there and they're like thinking this is my big break, you know, like I'm playing this this show it's like my first time at Antones. I mean, this is how, this is how it's all going to get started. Right. And you know, the whole crew and everybody at that venue does that every single day. Yeah. You know, they, they, they don't, it's not their big night. They don't care. You know, they, they're just there to make money and do their thing. So you listen to what they say, you know, uh, be respectful to them and, 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 
you know, it's like, well, I can't hang up my, my big light wall or I can't have my, my special smoke machine or whatever. Like they're not going to let me, my whole show is ruined. <laughs> and it's like, listen, it's going to be okay. You know, you're, you're going to be all right. You'll survive. You're going to be able to play, play the show. And ultimately the, the, the sound guy and the crew are, are doing the best that they can to make you look good and sound good. And they know the venue. They work a show there every single night. So they know what sounds good and they know what looks good. Um, and, uh, you know, so don't get discouraged when, when you get treated a little bit, you know, kind of like a, like a, like something less than special, you know? Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my whole spiel on getting gigs and, and, and keeping them now in the, obviously in the digital, digital age of things, it's, it's totally, it's totally different. And, you know, a lot of emails and most, most, uh, booking agents work from home now and they don't work from venues anymore, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, still like, you know, I think um, whatever you can do to put your face uh, in front of those people, whether it's like going to shows every single night. And if you don't have a relationship at that club, uh, you know, going down and paying to go into the club and just try to hang out with the bartenders and hang out with the managers, see if you can meet the manager, hung out with the front of house guy. I mean, I did all those kinds of things um, when I was when I was starting out my music career. I mean, I. I would go to shows and just hang out in the sound booth with this, with the sound guy, bring him, bring him some, some drinks and, you know, just like kind of hang out with him there and then go hang out with the bartenders and stay out all night is, is, you know, it was just, but I mean, like I was saying in the beginning of this, it's like, I was really enthusiastic about that and about doing all that and about being in that element. So I think there's definitely a factor of passion that uh that plays a big part in this and you know i think a lot of people get caught up with like oh you know i wrote my first song now i'm a musician now i'm passionate about this or whatever and then they go they go like oh i want to play a show and the person says well no i can't give you a show and they're like oh i'll never make it you know it's like yeah. it's like well you know if you get discouraged that easily um you know maybe your passion needs to be a little bit more stronger about what you're doing you know okay. and and you know that that's the other thing when it comes in when money comes into the to the to the whole picture uh when you do start making money in the in the music business a lot of guys get caught up on that you know and it's and really what you got to go back and think is like why did i start doing this did i start doing this because it is a form of art and yes you do have to support yourself and you you definitely need to pay your bills and all that but but so many people get caught up so much on like well i can't do this i'm not making as much money i need to make more money if i'm going to do this and it's like well aren't you doing this because you, you are extremely passionate about it and it's a form of art that you're trying to share, you know, that, um, and of course we're talking in original, original kind of, of like bands, kind of like if you're writing your own songs or you're, you're, you're in an original band with a songwriter or whatever, you know, yeah. the, we're, these are the scenarios we're talking about. You know, if you're, if you're a hired gun or you're playing in a show band or something like that, I mean, you should definitely be making money. <laughs> No, totally. And, and, you know, again, there's, there's so many sort of nuggets we could branch from, you know, within mm -hmm. that sort of that thing you just spoke about. But I mean, just to uh -huh. kind of go from, from the back and work inwards, I suppose, the money thing has come up with everyone I've spoken to so far. And, yeah. and again, I know you and I've had a couple of discussions about this kind of stuff as well, but there's, there's money in this industry. 
You know, whether mm-hmm. whether you're playing in cover bands as a touring guy, as a side guy, as an original guy, as a songwriter, there's money if you want it. And to go back to your passion point, it it's it's a huge part because you know, without it, dude, you could get that paycheck. You could be a songwriter and you could get a, a an advance on a publishing deal. And mm-hmm. you could think, well, sweet, now I'm this, you know, established songwriter but maybe not write anything that gets you continuation of that deal. And therefore right. the money stops coming and suddenly it's very easy to go, oh, well, the music industry. I find that a lot of musicians go, oh, the music industry, the music industry. It's always the music mm. industry. Oh, mm-hmm. the music industry is so bad. The music industry is so this, so that. It's, yes, the music industry has changed. But like anything, if we don't adapt you know, you get left behind. I mean, this has been happening in history since day one, you know? But yeah, the music business changes constantly. Uh, it always has since 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 the 50s when the music business became a business, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and, I, and I mean, like, people, people, again, you know, they seem to have this really innocent yet naive idea that, that back then it was all so pure and, you know, back then people still weren't writing their own songs pop products were still put together. This has been going on forever. It's the music business, you know? And I think yeah. a lot of people forget that. It's like, they seem to be a couple different schools of thought, but a lot of the guys are just either it's just music and they forget to take care of any of the business. Or there's the flip side of that, where there's like the guys who are so into the business side that they don't really seem to take care of the music. And I, for one, think there needs to be a balance unless you've put yourself in a position that maybe you've got teams of people who take care of elements of the business side and you get to work on the arts, you know? But, right. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a matter of each to their own. But the one thing I, I did want to kind of go into from your, your recent, uh, sorry, your previous answer was I had this discussion with a bass player last night. We were talking about club gigs. And mm-hmm. it's sort of to your point of like some of the guys or some of the bands or artists, whatever you want to call them, they'll they'll often come to these venues. And again, we're stereotyping for purpose of the conversation, but some guys will have this kind of chip on their shoulder that they need mm-hmm. to be treated a certain way and they need to have things a certain way before they do this or that, this or that. And, and you know, again, depending on the level of success, it depends on what's warranted. But I think what a lot yeah. of people forget oh, is if you look at the band, or, or whatever band you're in as a business and you look at the club or the venue that you plan at as a business, you basically both need each other. You know, now, yes, the mm-hmm. club has more scope to a million other bands, whereas maybe the band doesn't have club uh, a scope to a club in that particular area. But if it's looked at like a business and you go back to the relationship thing, there's no reason why both, venue slash club slash area slash whatever and the band or the artist or the songwriter can't kind of have a bit of a you scratch my back I scratch your back kind of mentality because everyone will make money you know right yeah Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I've I've always looked at it you know yeah no it's true man I mean and and that like you were saying it you know like it it all depends on your success I mean the and the more money, you know, that you make at the venue and I mean, all, all that stuff, like the things, basically the point is, is like the things that you aren't getting now doesn't mean that you're never going to get them there, but there are stepping stones. You know, you can't just, you know, just because you sold out a venue. I mean, and this happens like 
I mean, just because I sold out a venue in Austin doesn't mean that I'm going to get treated like I sold out a venue in Austin and Dallas, you know, like you go to Dallas, you're, you're, you know, you, you've never played in Dallas. You're just starting to venture out outside of your, your hometown city. I mean, you're going back down to the bottom of the totem pole again, and you're going to have to start, start that, that stepping ladder uh, process as well, you know, there. And that's if you're doing it grassroots style, like, like old school club, club days and playing shows, obviously, now it, it's a little different with uh, with social media. I mean, people tend to start their careers online now, um, and a lot of them do that before they even play a show. But it's the same thing, you know. You start out with zero followers, you know. You got to get, you know, you got to start promoting your music, and you got to step up the ladder, and you got to get to a certain point to where you feel comfortable with you know how many fans you have uh, and then decide to go out maybe touring after that you know and and that's just a totally different way to start a career but i mean that happens all the time nowadays as well so yeah yeah so i mean obviously you've done a lot of touring i mean Mm -hmm. you know you could probably talk for an hour just on that but there's other things we need to talk about, Zach. (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um but so i mean what what advice would you give musicians who are starting to either organize their own tours or they get a a gig as a sideman and they get on a tour, you know, I mean, I I don't just mean from a, from a sort of show gig performance kind of level. I mean, like, you know, the road can be tough, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we know that and relationships can take a toll. You, (laughs) some people get into certain vices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What, what sort of, I don't know, let's call them survival tips would you yeah. offer on just trying to stay healthy on the road, trying to maybe stay sane on the road if you're on a really long tour? Uh, I don't know, maybe sort of bring some comfortableness of your life to the tour or the bus, should we say? What What would you sort of advise? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I think as far as, as, far as uh, you know, staying healthy, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, when you're young and you're starting out, you don't need a whole lot, you know, which is, which is great. That's the, that's the greatest part about it. I mean, I, I, when I started touring, you know, we, we were in a van and, uh, we had all the gear in the van and there was five guys in the van, you know, so, um, there was really only one bench to sleep on. So we would just rotate and, you know, you would get two hours of sleep. And, um, and then the lucky nights when you did get a hotel room, um, you know, we would get one room obviously. And, uh, so you'd be sleeping on the floor, uh, part of the time. And if not, and you were sharing a bed with, with one of your musician friends, um, you know, so, so I think, I think ultimately, you know, knowing that you do still need to get some, some rest and, uh, and, you know, take, take those times when you do have a day off to, uh, to, to take some time and, and make sure you catch up. Cause I, one tour, I didn't do that. And I ended up, you know, pretty ill and, um, and in bed for several, several days, uh, because I was going, I was like basically living off adrenaline and, and uh, excitement and, you know, cigarettes and alcohol. So it, uh, it eventually catches up to you, um, in, in that fact. Uh, um, but, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's, uh, 
touring it and when you're young at any level i mean can be extremely exciting and fun and honestly the one thing that i would tell myself um now if i was able to talk to my younger self when i was touring back then is you know I was always very serious about everything that I, that I was doing and everything that I was pursuing. You know, it didn't matter if I was playing a show in Salt Lake city in front of five people in a, in a, in a tiny little tiki bar. And that's a true story. I did that. And, uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that, and that happens when you're on tour all the time, even if you are in a sign band, you, you'll hit a market to where, you know, you have a very, very low, uh, low audience turnout you know and um and the deal is is like yes take it seriously and play your heart out when you're playing a show is that one fan or two fans that you can gain from your five people that are there i mean it really can change a lot about the future of your of your career the amount of people that they tell and if they support you i mean i still have people that supported me back in those, in my late teen and early 20 years, they're still, they're still around. They're still part of my career. And, uh, and I mean, that's pretty incredible that, that, um, that you can have, yeah, you can have a relationship with people that are fans of music and fans of what you did, um, truly for, for decades, you know? Um, and, uh, and they'll stay, they'll stay with you. Um, you know, especially if, if you, you know, if you end up nurturing those relationships that you build with, uh, with your, with your fans, I've talked to a lot of people, um, through social media nowadays. It's kind of one of the coolest things that I think about social media is that it's opened up a, um, a, a way for us to communicate more regularly with people that are supporting you, you know, music fans of music, but people that support your career. I mean, that's, that's your lifeblood. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's see, uh, touring on that smaller level, just know that, you know, like, like, even if you feel like you're running around and, and, you know, like, gosh, there's only five people on my show and you don't want to play your heart out and you don't want to, you just want to go get, go through the motions and move on to the next show where there's, there are more people. Well, you just, you know, you basically lost an opportunity um, to potentially, you know, gain a lifelong fan through that show and more regularly with people that are supporting you, you know, music fans of music, but people that support your career. I mean, that's, that's your lifeblood. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's see, uh, touring on that smaller level, just know that, you know, like, like, even if you feel like you're running around and, and, you know, like, gosh, there's only five people on my show and you don't want to play your heart out and you don't want to, you just want to go, get, go through the motions and move on to the next show where there's, there are more people. Well, you just, you know, you basically lost an opportunity, um, to potentially, you know, gain a lifelong fan through that show. And, you know, I think I think a lot of people a lot of people don't don't have that mindset anymore, that mentality anymore. Um, and uh, I mean, even if 
even if we like we ended up in a situation to where we were playing and it was like one person at the bar and the bartender you know when we got off stage back in those days the bartender was like oh my gosh you guys are freaking amazing you know this is such a great show like i can't believe you guys put on such a great show and you know that's that is really it, it makes it more fun for you as a as a and when you're touring to just go out there and give it give it everything you got every night and and um you know knowing knowing that you did a good job even if there was only two people at the show uh really puts you in a stronger mindset of of positivity and happiness and things like that cuz if you play on your feelings of progression and pursuit and um your ultimate goals which whatever they are you see for yourself just know that those everything that you're doing is a stepping stone to that goal um and nothing that you're doing don't disregard anything you're doing as a throwaway you know like this is a throwaway show or this is a this is a bull crap whatever it's like like don't focus in on those types of thoughts and, you know, really focus on what the next pursuit is going to be and whatever that next goal is that you're trying to obtain is and use every opportunity that you have to play in front of oper- a people as a, as a, as a goal towards, uh, as a, as a stepping stone towards that goal. Um, you know, so as far as, um, as far as uh, eating healthy, try not to try not to eat McDonald's when you're on tour. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what you got against a Big Mac? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's it ends up being it ends up being like a like the 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 lifeblood of so many touring bands, and, yeah. and I see it all the time. And it's just like, man, you know, that can really it, it can uh, it can really affect you mentally. You know. Eat it, eat, basically, if you're going to live off McDonald's, just try to at least have one good meal a week, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, you know, and as far as like getting getting into the bigger level of touring and um, you know, touring with with other national acts and and uh, those kinds of things, kind of like in the middle when like we're Alpha Rev, we got signed, we got to tour with a, a lot of uh, a lot of other national artists who were either more popular than us or at our level. And, um, you know, we didn't get along with all, every band that we played with. Um, but you try to, you try to be respectful as, as respectful as you can to them. And, and to a degree, if, if they're not treating you with respect, um, you know, ultimately the relationship gets tarnished and, and, um, and, you know, that does happen. Yeah. It does happen because there's a lot of egos in the, in this industry as well. And that's a big part of it. Um, but, uh, but, um, yeah, just, you know, the same thing, just be respectful as, as respectful as you can and be as nice as you can, uh, to, to everybody to a degree. Um, now I, I don't want any of these, of these new bands or new artists to go out there and get treated like crap. You know, yeah. that's, that's not the point of this, no, you know, don't, don't be a stepping stone. Just, yeah, exactly. You know, don't but, be a but either, basically. right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. No, you gotta, you gotta kind of figure out your place when you're, when you're, when you're in that position, you know, if you're not the headliner, but you're also not like a nobody, you kind of have to, it's an interesting place to be in because you're like, well, I have a hit on the radio, you know, I should be getting this and I should be getting that. But you, a lot of times you don't. And, 
you know, it's it's still the same thing. It's like if you keep that strong mentality and be like, this is just a stepping stone to the next goal, um, and you use it as a, as a positive, um, you know, ultimately it ends up helping you out, you know, in way more, like in so many more ways than you even can realize uh, when you're in it at the moment, you know? Yeah, I think it kind of develops character. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think the ultimate other thing I was, I was, I was, I was kind of going towards a point, which is, which was me, what I would tell myself as a younger artist touring and all that stuff is just like, I didn't now looking back, I like, I realized how much fun I was actually having uh, without even knowing it. And just knowing that like the, the journey to get wherever you're going is ultimately the most fun that you're ever going to have in the music business. And the funny thing is, is older musicians used to tell me that. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you're saying that now because you're successful and you, yeah. you know, you got this and you got that and you, you know, you have, you have everything that you worked for, but, but it's not, it's, it's, it, that's not the truth. The truth is the, the journey to your goal is, is so much fun and you learn so much and there's so much more enlightenment in those stages of your career. Um, and you really are having the time of your life, even if you feel like it's stressful or you feel like you're, you're super serious about it. You know, it's like, it's, you know, try to have a little, little fun and know that you are, you really are experiencing something that not a lot of other people and not even a lot of other musicians get to experience if you, if you actually go on tour and things like that. So, yeah. So what would you say yeah. has has been the, the hardest lesson you've had to learn on your musical journey so far? Man, the hardest lesson I've I've had to learn. You know, I think I think the hardest lesson that I've had to learn is is what I've been talking about. You know, basically like like you know, kind of realizing that um that uh that everything you do, whether it, how big it is or how small it is, is uh is such a huge contra it's such a huge contribution to uh your career um and and even if it feels trivial and small um you know there's there's been relationships i mean the one of the very first shows i played at steamboat was opening up for blue october and they at the time they were just an up-and-coming texas band they weren't you know they hadn't been signed and things like that but but um you know, Justin, the lead singer, he sat in a booth and watched the whole my whole show with my brother, and and, um, and came up afterwards. And he was headlining that night. The venue he had sold out that venue. I think it was only 350 people, but but um, he uh, he came up after we played and was just like, man, you guys' songs and every your voice and like your sound, like I just love your band so much, you know, and and. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about, that sort of encouragement. You know, Justin, he was on his path. He had his whole thing going on, and he was really focusing on dialing in what he was doing. And so he had the the mentality and the open-heartedness to watch another up-and-coming, like watch a band that was just starting out and, you know, give them compliments and encourage them to succeed. Um, you know, so, so I... You know, I just I'm just now figuring out that this was such a big part of my life. Um, you know, I'm figuring out that now, uh, you know, years and years later, 
and and that's why I keep bringing in the passion thing because I was doing all this based on just my passion and that I loved it so much. But if if you're trying to dial it in and be like, okay, well, how is this? How can this career work for me? I mean, I think trying to trying to bring those elements in and be passionate about what you're doing really is ultimately what's going to help you succeed. Um, and um, yeah, so I mean, I think. I think that and obviously like just realizing that, you know, continually telling myself that um, that, you know, I do this and I am in this career and this music career because it is my passion and I love it more than anything in the world. And um, and yes, you you do need to make money and you do need to pay your bills and you do need to put food on the table for your family. But um, but ultimately, if you are passionate enough about this career and you do love it enough, um, you know, all that stuff will come, you know, all that all your financial compensation will come with uh with the dedication and the hard work and the passion and all that kind of stuff. So keeping, keeping your mind, that's, that's a, that is, a, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, you know, the weighing between this being art and this being a business, um, you know, so, so the, the, I think the, the, yeah, the, the biggest struggle that I've had through my whole career is figuring out what that balance is, you know, between, being an artist and creating a business with your, with your art. So, totally. yeah. Well, dude, so, I mean, I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I want to kind of just talk for a second about sort of diversity. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, I know that you spend a lot of time working as a songwriter I know you've got mm-hmm. your your amp business. I don't know if you want to talk about that kind of thing. Uh, you f- you feel free if you do. Yeah. I mean, th- there's there's so many things. Do you think, like, actually, let me let me phrase this a little bit differently. Like, again, I've spoken to guys over the years who seem to have this kind of mindset that if you're not focusing everything towards one specific goal. 100% of the time that you're kind of wasting your time. And then I've got a whole different set of musician friends who sort of say, oh man, you, you got to do something else uh, so that you, you break away from the music stuff for a bit. And, and you, it, when you come back, it's so much sweeter kind of vibe. Now, I don't really have an opinion on it. I, I've definitely felt both schools of thought in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, as I age, I, I definitely think as passionate as, as I am, you know, and, and, and I try and still do something musical every single day at least. But, um, I do think that trying to sort of, I'm not necessarily saying you got to do all these different things, but I do think it can be healthy. Now where I think the lines get blurred is some guys go, Oh yeah, cool. I'm going to go and I'm not going to touch my instrument for three days. Cause you know, I'm on whatever vacation. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. Some guys I know get into this habit of, oh, you know, I, I don't touch my instrument Monday to Wednesday and then Thursday I pick it up till like weekend warrior kind of guys, you know? Um, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think, like, what, how important, firstly, do you think diversifying is? Secondly, do you think it helps or hurts your own musicality? 
Well, you know, this is, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. Um, because like what you're talking about, like I know now I know some really successful musicians who go about the, the whole playing your instrument, like only when you need it, you know, um, kind of deal. Um, you know, like, like, I mean, I know some touring guys that will go on tour. They'll play, obviously they'll play shows every night while they're on tour for six months. And, and then they don't touch their instrument until they have to get ready until the next tour, you know? Yeah. So like, like, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I did that. And now I'm not going to, not going to have my money. And now I'm gonna, just going to do life and, oh, and rehearsals start, you know, on, you know, whatever, a month before this, the tour. So they start rehearsing and, you know, getting ready for the tour and they go do the tour and then, you know, same old, same old that. And, and, you know, these are successful, extremely successful uh, musicians. So, um, you know, so I think it really just kind of depends on, on the person when, when it comes to this kind of, kind of thing. But cause like me, I'm, I'm so passionate about, about my instrument. I play play guitar every day, whether I'm on vacation or not, you know, um, uh, you know, like, I mean, I'm pretty much at least for some part of the day I'm, I've played my instrument, you know? Um, I mean, like today, what it's, it's, it's early afternoon. I've already spent, you know, a good amount of time with my guitar today, you know, playing and, and kind of came up with two, two, two ideas. Um, you know, that, that songwriting ideas, you know, and I'm just like, I'm just, that's where my mind is all the time. I'm, I'm always thinking about music and I'm always like playing my instrument and, and, um, you know, truly passionate about, about all of it. And, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think you have to do that to, to necessarily be successful just cause I've known, I've known people that, that, um, that are successful that haven't done that. But, but, um, you know, it just depends. Like if you're really trying to be the best that you can be at your instrument and you're really, truly passionate about it and you play it all the time then good for you, you know, that's awesome. If you don't and you're successful, also good for you, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and I really did for the very, for a very long time in my life, really focused mainly on my instrument as a guitar player and a songwriter. You know, I was, I've always written songs in my, in my bands and I started writing songs when I was, 12 years old um and haven't stopped and so um now all the bands that i've played in necessarily weren't like songs that i had written um but uh but um but a lot of a, a lot of them have been either either like i've done co-writes with a few of the people or like i've written the songs for the band um and uh I mean, even with live, like, like, luckily I started, I started writing with Ed when I was touring with him uh, a little bit here and there. And then, uh, and then we actually wrote a couple of songs together that got cut on the last uh, live EP, uh, which is called Local 717. So, you know, even, even as a touring guitar player for that band, how long I'd been touring with them for so many years, you know, the writing element came in, um, which is, which is really great and a super positive for me because that's really generally what, like, like I'm, if, if I had to pick two things that I was extremely passionate about would be my guitar and my guitar playing and, and, uh, and songwriting. And then producing is also a part of that, which, 
you know, I did, I, I got super into production for several years and uh, I've been kind of laying, laying back a little bit of it just because it's super time consuming. And I personally get super consumed with the artists that I'm pro- producing. So it does kind of end up becoming a little overwhelming and taking over. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, my career is a little bit more established now. So I've been venturing out, like you, you mentioned the amp business. I'm, I'm starting, um, there's an old company from Texas called Alamo that I'm revising and, and, uh, basically like it's a rebirth of that company with a, with a, with a friend of mine who I played in bands with for such, such a long time, Drew Walters. And he's, um, he's been doing the designing of the, uh, the actual amp amplifiers and, and, um, and so that's something we're working on together. And I'm also working on a tech company with some other guys, which is uh, kind of like a like a like an internet fan label kind of deal. Um, and uh, that's like kind of going really well. And um, yeah, you know, so I mean, gosh, there's there's so many things. There are so many things out there that you can put your put your 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 foot in the door to to try out. And, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, you know, what, what basically what I'm saying is like, you know, yes, keep your, keep your mind open to these possibilities. Don't shut the doors necessarily, but I mean, it really depends on the individual. You know, I think it's a really a personal choice, whether you, you want to be, um, I mean, what I hear about like guys like Eddie Van Halen, like he never put his guitar down ever. I think, I think he, I think he walked around his house with a guitar on, you know, yeah. And, um, you know, he was just so like, and that's more obsessed than I, I am. And I'm pretty obsessed with my, with my in- instrument. Um, but since playing guitar, you know, I ventured out like as a, like through a recording, you know, I started playing other instruments like mandolin and lap steel and banjo and, you know, like those kinds of things, bass and keyboard, you know, I think keeping your mind open to diversity and, and, uh, and, those and if it happens naturally good but you know if, if you're if you just want to if you just want to go out there and and you know as long as you can as long as you can play well enough to get through your shows uh, if you're the weekend warrior guy you're talking about um you know then more power to you man you know if that's the way you want to run a role and good for you but um but uh yeah it's the the point of that i guess is that i've never really had to try like my me personally i've never had to try to be like like oh i gotta sit down and practice today you know it's never nothing in music has ever been a chore for me yeah you know and um and i think that's i think that's a big part of it so i mean if you're if you're every day struggling with 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 getting out there and doing something musical you know, maybe the music business and music is not necessarily the the place for you. You know, if it's if it's a chore for you to get up and like, oh, I gotta practice, I gotta write a song, I gotta do this, you know, then then I can understand like recording being a chore. You know, be like, oh, I gotta track this part or I gotta gotta you know mix this song or whatever. That that it because that's like a little bit different than than creating music or playing your playing your instrument, but like. You know, if you're in this mentality where where everything is a chore and it's either change your mentality or maybe you ended up, you know, you, a lot of people play music and they they use it as a as a as a form of um, of entertaining themselves, you know, or like, you know, just like, oh, I play guitar down by the lake on the weekends, you know, and I just have such a blast doing that. And that's that's completely respectable. And that's a whole different that's a different element. Now, if you're trying to turn it into a career 
and every single time you you have to do anything like play a show or anything it's it's pulling teeth and because you know, i've i've talked to bands that are that way too it's like you know like oh the whoever usually one person in your band is like the person that is like doing a lot of the business and booking the shows and all that kind of stuff so you know like i've i've definitely talked to bands where it's like, man, I booked all these shows and my band is just like, like, oh, we don't want to do that show and we don't want to do this show. And like, you know, it's just like, well, you know, maybe you should be doing something else then, you know, because yeah. it's because it's you're just, you know, it it's. I've never I've never known someone to have that mentality and have a good chance at at, at putting the next foot forward, you know, completely. Um, you know, really, it's really about enjoying it and being passionate about everything that you do. And, and, and that is why, that's why it's art. And that's why it's still like that form of, form of art and form of creating sonics that, that emotionally touch people, you know? Yeah. Well, Zach, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think, I, I think I probably know what you're going to, uh, potentially steer towards, but let's, uh, finish off by, Asking you, what do you think has been the best or one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received in regards to your musical career? Man, what is the best advice? And you know, you know what I, you think you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I figured you're going to head towards the passion route. You know that, like, because yeah. that's been pretty strong. And you know what's quite interesting is, is, is um, okay. I mean, none of these are live yet. They, they're going to go live soon, but. But everyone I've spoken to, the one thing I, I, I have to say is everybody's got w- one thing that like they you can just tell like that's what like the reason you're successful is that one thing. And and I'm not saying you've only got one thing. I don't mean it in that way. No, no, but, right. I see what you're but saying. But like, yeah. dude, I mean, I've known you for a while now. I know mm-hmm. you're a passionate guy. It comes through mm-hmm. in talking to you. And it's like, so all those other things are attributes, but it's almost like they're under this umbrella of passion for someone like you. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I yeah. think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant, but it's like, it's funny because everyone I've spoken to so far has, seems to, to have something and you go like, oh, I've never really thought of it like that. And it's really cool. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's really like eye opening and, and it's just, I, I mean, I just love talking music and it's like so insightful because like you get to sort of see people on total different parts in different genres, but like super, super successful again, depending on your perception. But, but like, Mm -hmm. it's just cool how like it's so different, but it's so similar, you know? So cool. Yeah, no, that is, I mean, and yeah, I mean, if I was going to tell a younger person, it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, your relationships are everything, you know, stay, stay cool and be a cool person and be nice and respectful to everybody around you because honestly like i mean the musician who who you meet today who can hardly play their instrument 2 years from now can be on the stage in front of 60,000 people i mean that happens it's i've seen it happen i mean guys like uh guys who have become massive artists and sold millions of records and playing stadiums have been on tour with bands of mine uh playing the very first slot you know with their acoustic guitar and it's like oh who's this guy oh no one knows who he is you know and two years later he's like the biggest star in the world i mean that happens all the time so 
like the thing is, is relationships. Those are how people start their careers. I mean, you being cool with that guy who's playing his instrument in front of nobody, um, you know, uh, uh, and, and having no idea that two years later, he's going to be the biggest star in the world. That is everything. That's what, that's what makes, cause, cause he'll remember that, yeah. you know, he'll remember that no matter how successful he gets, he'll remember, Oh, the guitar player from that band was always super cool with me. And, um, you know, or whatever, whoever you are, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, that, that kind of thing. But it's, yeah, as far as like, you know, what musicians have told me uh, over the years, you know, it's like, I think, I think, I think the main thing that I learned from, from the older guys is, is, yeah, I mean, I think it comes, that's where the passion thing comes in. I mean, really, really like seeing how, like, cause you, cause a lot of people are like, man, how can you keep doing this? Like for such a long time, like, like, even if, even if like, there's a lot of guys out there who have played music for their whole life and are still playing clubs. And so many people ask themselves like, how, I wonder how they can freaking do that. How can you, how can you do that? Or how can you go from touring in a, in a private jet to going back and touring in a van? Like I know musicians that do that. And it's like, how do you do that? And, and, and man, it's, it's all about, it's all about the passion and the love for, for the art that you're creating and, and the art that you're making. And I mean, honestly, there's nothing else like being on stage with four or five other individuals and, and creating a wall of sound that is a, is emotionally affecting people. There's nothing else in the world like that. You know, it's magic, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, I said to a student of mine yesterday, um, he's a young guitarist actually. And, and I was saying to him, he's, he's really getting quite good. And, uh, I got a bit carried away because, you know, he, he's one of those kids that like, he's quite naturally gifted and mm-hmm. because of that. He could be twice as good as he currently is. I mean, he, he'll get there. He'll figure it out. He's still, he's young. He's like 16 or something, but um, oh, yeah. I, was try- I was trying to say to him, it's like, dude, like guitar at least for me, when, when I discovered guitar, it was like, it, it was like I discovered like the genie's lamp and it's oh, like, yeah. maybe no one popped out of it and gave me a wish kind of thing, but it's like, I pick that thing up and it's magic every time. And it's like, I've been lucky as I'm, I'm sure guys like you have, it's like, I've been lucky to share that magic with some really incredible people. And then sometimes mm-hmm. that magic doesn't always come with everybody, but like, it's magic, man. It's like absolutely amazing. It's just yeah. There's something new every every single best, time you pick it up. Yeah, yeah. best him. It's like a it's like a just a surprise every single time. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Um, absolutely, it's my pleasure, man. I I enjoyed it. All right, man, Zach Loy. Thank you so much, dude. Um, I will talk to you soon, and I'm sure that everybody listening to this is going to just feel your passion come through. It's amazing. All right, buddy. I'm gonna hit the road, man. All right. Thank you, buddy. See you soon. Bye, All right, brother. Later. All righty. There we have it. Episode three done and dusted. I'd like to thank Zach Loy for his time. And I would like to thank each and every one of you for listening. I hope that you're getting something from this. Um, as I said in the last two um, episodes, I'm not doing this for any sort of financial gain. I'm hoping that up-and-coming musicians 
take things from this and hopefully can use it towards their own benefit and their own careers. If you'd like to learn more about Zach, please check out the show notes in this episode. And um, until next time, keep pushing, work hard. You can do it, man. I believe in you. Make sure you keep checking out musicians-mentor.com for more. Until next time, laters. Laters.